And ladies and gentlemen, we are live. It is Monday, May 23rd in the great year of 2022. This is the Voice of Reason podcast. As always, I am your host, Sean Phillips, joined alongside my two co-hosts, Mr. Andrew Van Bever and Travis Kirkendall. Gentlemen, how are we doing today, my friends? Well, you know, after getting my anus handed to me last night by my son and in, in dad versus Bryson versus dad. If for those who, yes, you did. Sean always likes to, and he was Sean. There's a, there's a term that I have. It's called poking the bear. And as I was reading your comments, Bryson just kept on getting amped up more and more and more. And I was just like, could you, you know, it's like, hey, why don't you try the Joker? Why don't you play with the Joker and do this and then and then? So out, out of Travis, if you didn't see, we played 10 rounds of Injustice last night, and my son demolished okay. me seven rounds to three. So Jeez. It, it wasn't even, I mean, and the three wins that I had were like the last shot. We were both like down to nothing, and I, so... And, so he's got bragging rights for the oh, whole week. Yeah. So I told him, I said, next week we're playing horse. That's all there is to it. We're gonna play horse. <laughs> so Yeah, it was uh it was it was amusing because whenever he was <laughs> yeah, the whooping yeah. on you. And then I was like, Yeah, use use the Joker and then the first fight's like he's like, I don't know how to use the Joker. He's like, Ah, but I'm still better than you, so uh well <laughs> get it figured oh, out. So. A little, and I just I called him a little but uh, no, and then we did our. Uh, we actually went uh, disc golfing about uh, about an hour ago, two hours ago. We went disc golfing with our neighbors and had a good time out on the course. And so we had we had fun. Uh, how about your weekend, Travis? How'd you do? Uh, our weekend was pretty chill. We didn't do anything too crazy. Um, our the weather was kind of really shit here. It rained yeah. all day Saturday, uh, so we kind of just. Yeah, we didn't do anything. It was just a boring doing chores and catching up on homework kind of weekend. Yeah, how's how is how is the how is the schooling going? Uh, I'm I'm ready to finish these courses and reevaluate if I want to do this until I get a good <laughs> job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, until I get something that's a little bit more uh, not as. Something more steady, I guess, is a better way to put it. It's kind of almost impossible to yeah. put in a good effort into it. So yeah, yeah. but I'm finished. Thank God. How about how about you, uh, Sean? What, what was your weekend like? It was a drill weekend for me. So um, work Sunday was really nice. I had some friends come over. Uh, we've got the swimming pool. Um, we did some barbecuing and my parents came up and brought my niece so that Julian could hang out with her just cause you know, they're, they're besties. What, what's, and, the age, um, what's the age difference there? Riley's four and Julian's three or is Riley five? I don't, it's all a blur. I think Riley is like an older four and Julian's kind of like a newer three. Well, so uh, it's only like a year and a half or so. Cousin, I, think. I don't know. Cousin, that, that whole cousin thing will be great. So there you go. Yeah. There yeah. And I, I think that the way that like where Julian's birthday is and where Riley's birthday is, is they'll technically only be a year apart in, in school. And, and, you know, mind you, we'll be in California. They'll be here in Missouri. So it's right. not like, you know, they'll right. be in school together. Right. Um, but, you know around the same age which is which is great and then aria uh you know my other nieces mm -hmm. you know just uh will be just turned one yep. not too long ago yep. so yes i always they're all you know close yeah i always love seeing daniel's daniel's uh updates those are always nice so mm -hmm. yeah so. but uh no we uh we uh i got to i saw some people i hadn't seen a friend of mine had passed back during christmas and they had his memorial service. It was his funeral on uh, Saturday. So I saw some folks who I hadn't seen in 25 years and from college. And, you know, you walk in and you see these people and they're like, man, you're old. And I'm like, well, yeah, you are too. But that was, it was good. I told, I was talking to a friend who I saw there this morning on, on the, just chat and, and we were just talking about how, you know, it was, it was a, it was a mournful experience, but it was good for the soul to see you know, old college friends and stuff like that. And, 
And uh, Co-Opton had their graduation yesterday, and uh, that was saw a lot of a lot of people who I hadn't seen in 10, 15 years uh, at the graduation. So, uh, but uh, yeah, that was good. And a lot of comments this week from uh, people who really enjoyed the show last week, even though it was a somber topic. A lot of a lot of good. Thank you guys for your feedback and everything. We appreciate that. But uh, yeah, so. All the good stuff going on. What uh, what ta- what topic do we want to tackle tonight first? There's so many that that uh, Travis and I were talking about before you came on tonight, Sean. And I didn't. This has been this has been the uh, what's the what's the good educated word cornucopia of news events over the last seventy two hours. Mm-hmm. And ear porn, ear porn everywhere. Ear, yes. Go ahead and what? What do you call it? Ear. Fear. Oh, ear fear. Porn. Yeah, ear fear porn. porn. Why, why don't you tell me what? Why don't you tell the folks back uh, out there what you think that is, Travis? It's a good. I like. I never heard that word before, and it's a good term. It's uh somebody I heard. It's like it. Somebody else said. I just think it's so irrelevant. I mean, it's like. There's so much fear news, and if people are addicted to it, they're feeding off of it. They're getting so involved in it, and it's like well, I was telling you, uh, where was I? On Bing News, as soon as I pull up my computer, I get all these news articles, and it is just—I uh, don't want to say comical, but it's kind of ridiculous. Like uh, it's one article, the first one of the first articles that popped up, I read it to you. Putin ally warns World War Three is coming unless West stops weapons supply. Oh, that's that's great. Uh, World War Three, right? Um, there is another one about. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh, here's one. Russia's relentless offensive. More war. Um, the baby formula shortage. There's something going on about Operation Fly formula, which we're gonna get into. Yeah. Uh, there is one thing talking about white privilege, which. Uh, okay, you gotta great. have. We'll get yeah. to that someday. Yeah, I'm you sure. gotta have that, right? Um, yeah, you really gotta poke the fire with that one. This is all these fear-based articles everywhere. The world's getting crazy. This is ending. Oh, there was uh, I was telling you about the one I saw. Um, they're calling for worldwide blackouts. Yeah, the uh, due to heat waves and global warming this year. Which I don't know. That sounds kind of uh, orchestrated or made up to me, but. Hey, who knows? We'll see. I mean, we were talking about, they've been talking about cyber attacks happening this year. I mean, it's just crazy, crazy, nonstop, scary news coming out left and right everywhere. Um, so, so wherever you guys want to start. Well, you-, you know, I, let's talk about this in general first, and then we'll get down to specific issues. Because I want to kind of, before I lose lose my, lose my place on this, and this was a discussion that Janine and I had a couple times this week. Um, this is, this is before your time, but, uh, I was, I was talking to Travis before we came on, um, the, the, uh, the, the band, the Eagles, their lead singer, Don Henley, and this was back in the eighties. I can't, but he had a song and this was just at the beginning of the global news phenomenon, the, the CNNs, the, you know, Fox wasn't around yet, but you, it was the beginning of the 24 hour news cycle. Don Henley had this song that was called Dirty Laundry. And I, I Janine's like, I've never heard this. And it's, I mean, it, it was one of his big, it was one of his first big hits off of his first debut album, solo album. Let me just read just a few of these lyrics. Um, and if you know the song, you know, play it, you can, you can, you can read it. It'll, you can listen to it sometime, but it's, it's, uh, it starts out by saying, um, Let's see, where's a good place to start at right here? Um, I make my living off the evening news. Give me just, just give me something, something I can use. People love it when you lose. They love dirty laundry. Um, and then, uh, I could have been an actor, but I wound up here. I just, I just have to look good. I don't have to be clear. Come and whisper in my ear, give us dirty laundry. Um, and then the next first, um, we got the bubble-headed bleach blonde who comes on at five. She can tell you about the plane crash with a gleam in her eye. It's interesting when people die. Give us dirty laundry. 
next verse, can we film the operation? Is the head dead yet? You know, the boys in the newsroom got a running bet. Get the widow on the set. We need dirty laundry. And then the last verse is the kicker. It says, you, you don't really need to find out what's going on. You don't really want to know just how far it's gone. Just leave well enough alone. He said, eat your dirty laundry. And to me, you know. And that's the 80s. That, that was, yeah. that was So that was the 80s. That was the 80s. And that was at the beginning. I mean, he when you when you talk to him about that song, you know, when you hear him talk about the, just the lyrics of that song, I mean, that describes what the news is. You know, fear porn is what sells copy. Fear porn is what gets ratings, and it's who can report on it first. Um, <laughs> Kyle McGuire, KFK, good evening, KFK. He says, watch out world, Al Gore is finally going to be right. Global warming, here we come. So, yes, there you go. What What's your thoughts on this, Sean? Well... <laughs> I, it's it's really just kind of a you know a big jumble of, of everything. Um, we we've kind of talked about it, in the, you know, since we started the show of just kind of how things are starting to trend. And there's always something scary. There always has to be you know something scary to really draw people in. Uh, you know, even just like people that are kind of like casual viewers or casual conversationists, like start to talk about this, you know the next the next big wave of things um uh, for me like this has really started to affect me a little bit more i'm starting to feel like probably more like travis does because when i look at like a lot of things so right now one of the big things i'm trying to do before this move to california is like budget planning on hey like what makes sense to buy when or this that or the other and you know what when it now where we live now right like I don't really worry about price of meat because there's a lot of local butchers and I've, we've always kind of shopped local and I'm not too worried about what's happening in Texas or California with their cows. I'm usually focused on like my local farmer and buying grass fed from my local farmer. Well now, like when I'm moving to LA and I see all these like shortages about this, that, or the other, it just really makes me think of like, you know, how, how much is this going to be out there? What's going to be on the shelves whenever it's finally time to be out there? And I, you know, I've kind of been thinking, I was like, man, you know, Travis living by Chicago yeah. kind of probably deals with that same kind of things. And of course, gas now in my town, I don't know about you guys, it's 425 today. So it is continuing to rise and I wouldn't be surprised if we hit, What'd you if say? We hit that. Did you say 489? I did. Oh my gosh. Man. We'll we'll be at five soon. It's it's coming. we're we're yeah. so we're we're at we're at four fifteen right now. So I yeah, Danny's here saying she thinks it'll be six by summer. So Ugh. yeah, and all of this, I I don't like the balance that they're. Oh, that's a good point. So she she just said she just read this article that said six dollar gas. So that's another thing you're pushing to scare people. Six dollar gas coming. It's going to keep rising. I just wanted to add to what we were talking about before. Well, and again, we had a comment in our section says thank you, Joe. And again, this is part of that. This is people, and this is part of the cycle. People are already drawing their conclusions as to where we've talked about this at length before, ad nauseum, about where why the price of gas. And so this is so the news cycle uses this as ammunition for whichever side. You know, right now the Republicans, you know, we, we, Joe Biden's approval rating all time historical low. Well, that's right. I don't know. Oh, I heard him. There he's back. Uh, he's I back too. He's back. You 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 froze for about like. 20 seconds there. I'm sorry there, guys. You got me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got you. I don't know why we we froze up there. But I don't... Are we even... Oh, did he freeze again? Looks like he froze again. Am I frozen? Nope, now you're back. (laughs) Good old Spectrum Internet, boys. What can I say? No, it's the blackouts. It's the cyber (laughs) attacks. The the, the cyber attacks have us. There you go. So they're trying to ban the voice for reason. (laughs) 
No, but you know, if if I if I'm going to go on a rant and say, you know, that 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 the internet that the news cycles are using this information. So who bene- who benefits from who really who really is who's benefiting from all of this fear-mongering? The news networks. Your your media's well, and then, yeah, and I would say it could be, and, and it could be businesses like like the people. Oh, like, remember, you know, like you know who made the the, the most money of the COVID nineteen era? The fucking Charmin Ultra. Okay, <laughs> like that is who made the most money. Keep it toilet yeah. paper off the shelves. Forever. Yeah, I mean, it's we're we're starting to see those trends again. Um, it's it's the same with gas. Like when I went to get gas the other day, there was someone that had like a tankard in the back of their truck. They were filling. They were filling up with a Sam's Club, and it, it, it's and baby formula right now is, is a big issue that a lot of people are calling people out on of like people that don't need it. Like it 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 just goes to show like you know one of one of the, the bad things one of the bad things that people you know talk about when it comes to things like capitalism is you're you're going to see people buying baby formula at Walmart for twenty dollars. And then putting it on Facebook Marketplace. Hey, you can't find any baby formula? I've got cans for you. Just forty bucks yep. a can. Yeah, don't worry. And that's it's here. And that is that's price gouging. And mm-hmm. what? It, so what have you guys? I mean, what are you guys finding as the reason for this shortage? So I found one thing regarding uh, the Abbott Nutrition Plant. I guess there was a huge recall. Um, there was like bacteria that got mixed into like some of the formulas and like babies like had like, uh, like one kid, one kid I was reading had like half their brain removed from it. Like it was something crazy like that. And there was a huge recall and that, uh, I guess that put them back on supply. And now I was reading an article how there's like a huge gap in like regulation and reporting that goes into like the production of, of a lot of these baby formulas and stuff. And they're trying to crack down on it. Cause some stuff like they were passing stuff that wasn't like passing inspection, uh, that it wasn't sanitary. There was just a lot of things not meeting the standard, but the demand was so high that they were just kept pushing and pushing for it. And I guess that led to some recalls. I don't know if that's just one of the main reasons. I'm sure somebody's blamed Ukraine for this. Um, Jeez, well, well, look at this. This is, I'm, I'm looking at an article on CNET here. As the United States continues to grapple with a nationwide infant formula shortage, a military plane carrying over 500,000 baby yeah. bottles worth of specialty formula uh, has finally touched down in Indianapolis on Sunday as a part of President Joe Biden's plan, Operation Fly Formula. Formula. So they're quite literally, you know, using <laughs> the the Department of Defense to deliver this baby formula in 2022. Well, our, um, uh, our friend Biden's orders, so maybe it's for an election. Yeah, and our, or and our <laughs> our over the road trucker friend Kyle McGuire, who listens in on us, he just he said, "Hey, but they're transporting 78,000 pounds of formula, so that's going to solve the entire country's shortage." So I, uh, you yeah. know, I I really don't. Between and what's this? I just saw something tonight about a peanut butter recall as well. Is this? I what really? Uh, yeah, and no. I, one of my friends had posted something. I I th- this is this is oh, yeah. so when you, up. yeah the the report the reports that I so I want to I I want to read this a little bit out of this article that we had that I had shared with you guys earlier. So this was out of um, this was off of parade.com and it was talking about things that you will see shortages of this summer. Obviously different grocery store sh- uh, shortages. Um, current like you said already, Sean, you <coughs> talked about you already talked about fresh meat shortages. Um, so you'll see especially in beef and poultry, uh, this is due to several factors with manufacturing plant labor shortages causing most of the issue. Beef will likely see most shortages because in beef plants, more labor intensive, uh, dairy may be short this year, uh, egg shortage. 
uh, and again, crop failures, again, they're, they're, of course, this, this article says thanks to climate change, there'll be a canned food shortage because of, not because of low supply of, of food, but a low availability of aluminum. Um, pet food shortages because of increased costs for pet food ingredients like corn, soy, meat, and some specific oils, bottled water, and sodas because of shortage, not of supply of the, of the product, but of the plastic that goes into the product. So is this, oh, I, I trace a lot of this back to, I've already traced this back to, uh, people like they're saying their job shortages, people not in, not going to work in the factories. It is a, it is a, I don't know if you can trace this all the way back to COVID or people just not wanting to go back to work, the minimum wage thing, but it's, it's, it's had a trickle down effect all the way down the, I mean, you can, I think you can put so many different, different, uh, factors into this that's causing this all this to, to happen. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's not rocket science. If you look pretty much at any, any place, you know, in your town, in your hometown, wherever you're at, labor uh, shortage is a real thing and, and continues to be. That's one of the things that was kind of crazy where like COVID hit and people were out of work and people were complaining about money and, and issues like that. It, it sucked and it really hurt. But then when things started to open up, people still weren't going back to work. And it, it's not like the stimulus checks were rolling in that people were making a ton of money. So it's I, I'm almost wondering if like people just kind of learned how to adapt with the bare minimum or, or what, what the situation is. I saw, you know, I, I saw a thing that was like, um, that was talking about uh, the serving industry, like people, like a lot of restaurants right now are struggle are struggling to have staff. And there was a thing that was like, Hey, to the, to the non tipper out there, um, you complain that servers, if they, if they, wanted to make more than three fifteen an hour, they should go work somewhere else. Well, that person did work somewhere else. And now you're having to wait 45 minutes and you're mad about waiting 45 minutes for food because the restaurant that you like to go to doesn't have the serving staff anymore. It's just, it's, it's true. And I think a lot of that still um, now is happening at these other facilities. Like we, we know the chicken shortage, um, Bird flu. I feel like that's going to bounce back. Yeah, the, the bird, the, flu, the thing, bird like, flu thing going on. That's that's going to bounce back. That's just one of those things that we're kind of going through. And, of course, it's at the same time that everything else is also kind of going through the ringer right now. So it, it, it makes it worse. And as a guy that eats a ton of eggs, eats a ton of chickens, it's extremely frustrating. Mm -hmm. But what I've done is I there's people locally for me. Uh, that raise farm fresh eggs. Mm -hmm. And right now it costs me the same to buy farm fresh eggs from them as it would to go to the grocery store. There's right. at, at Sam's club. They, they used, they have this giant cardboard box that's filled with eggs Yeah, you told me that yeah. used to be all of $9. And now it's almost 30, um, which is crazy. I, I mean, so one of the things that I'm I've been looking at for when we move to LA for the f the first time, and again I don't know how long it can you know we can maintain it, but like I've priced what it would look like to go to the grocery store to buy certain things versus some of these like meal plans, which you know normally might seem more expensive. But what I'm kind of trying to factor in is like cost of gas and transportation mm -hmm. to go to grocery store, deal with people at the grocery store mm -hmm. versus paying the delivery fee and just having the food brought to me weekly. Um, and then even if we just did the subscription for like three months, you're going to pan out about a lot of, a lot of, a lot of these companies have deals that save you money. Like the first couple of weeks that you use it and without any penalty. So considering doing that, getting the, the discount, canceling the subscription, maybe switching over to another one, wreaking their benefits for a little bit until we just kind of, until this situation fizzles away. That way I don't have to do any planning and workarounds and couponing and all that crap. Um, it's, well, do you, it's, it's wild. I'm looking at, and I'm just, I'm looking right now. I just pulled up the Bureau of 
they're talking about unemployment. This is from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and this was released on, this was back on May 6th. They're reporting from April that this is the first time unemployment is now at the same rate now that it was pre-COVID. We are, I'll take that back. In February 2020, it was 3.5%. We're at 3.6% right now in April. So, to me, a lot of there's just not a lot of things adding up to me. Where is I'm assuming then that the shortages are just in the areas of these key areas, like in aluminum production, like on these farms, like in these processing plants. I mean, the the, the unemployment must be hitting the right sectors at the right time for this to happen and to still have this supply chain uh, disruption, wouldn't you say? Um, so there's something to, to be considered from COVID. A lot of people started to work remotely. Mm-hmm. A lot of jobs became work from home and I don't have numbers in front of me or statistics, but a possibility could be that a lot of people saw that many companies were allowing people to work from home. And there's been a big push for this. A lot, there's, uh, you can, literally go to YouTube and type in work from home. And there's so many YouTube influencers out there now that like are talking about this. It's like a growing thing. So personally, what I think a lot of these like shortages are for workers and like specifically like your uh, entertainment industry and like your, uh, you know, food and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that people realize that they can get a, a job working from the comfort of their home, making, the same, maybe even more money. And I think a lot of people are taking advantage of that. So maybe that's why we're seeing the unemployment rates the same. And yet in-person jobs, we're seeing a shortage. Again, I don't have numbers to. And I think that also one factor that you always have to consider with the Bureau of Labor Statistics is that's only the people who are actually applying for unemployment. So that True. so you that number isn't giving a a total accurate. Um, and Kyle also just mentioned, you know, like he delivers to a lot of factories. Said most factories I go to are so shorthanded. It's been getting so bad since COVID. Most customers I go to are running a, a third of its staff or less. And he said it's a downhill reaction. You know, what about um, if you like uh, Sean, you were saying a while ago about restaurant staffs, and you're looking at. I guess it depends on where you're at. I mean, our our friends over at McDingers, you know, just opened back up la- at the beginning of this month, and mm-hmm. you know they have our kids. Our kids love it in the local community because it's a it's a close job. It's right there. It's a good paying job for kids starting out in high school, and there they go. But you go to. And according to that article out of Parade, it's saying labor-intensive jobs. And I, I found that interesting for them to pull that out. I mean, if you if you were to read, well, if you read that and you hear that, what is that saying about, what do you think that message is that they're trying to portray to the American workforce, about the American workforce? That they're, you know, are they, are they too, are they lazy? Or, or, I mean, to me, when I read that article and I'm looking at it again, to me, the implication is people aren't wanting to go into labor-intensive jobs unless they get paid, I guess, what they feel appropriately. And, and I think part of the issue is, too, now is, like, if you, if you if you look at all the rising costs of inflation and everything else, like, people are frustrated if they go and they work 40 hours a week and then they're still behind on bills, you know, even if they're making – 18, 19, $20 an hour. Like that's frustrating for people. And I, I completely understand why, but where, where, where prices are with things right now, like, like gas, <laughs> if you look at like, like literally gas now, like if you have to travel for work, you, there's people I know that have talked to their boss, like, Hey, we need to work something out because I'm, it, it hurts my pockets to come, to work right now like bad enough to the point where they have to have those discussions with their boss like is there can there be any kind of extra pay to help me out right now and a lot of these companies are just like no <laughs> no because if, if it's not you we'll, we'll replace you 
And these are people with degrees. Like th these are people that are educated that are, that are, that are going to work. I mean, this isn't just, you know, uh, working some, you know, normal pop job, but like, I'm one of the things that I'm dealing with currently, you know, a as a recruiter and, you know, we, we, we have our incentives and we have the things, but people right now, they want it quick. And, you know, there's a couple of factories out here. Um, heck, there's Scholastic and Travis. Travis knows the struggle like I know the struggle of working in a textbook, you know, warehouse. Um, it's one of the most excruciating <laughs> jobs ever. And oh, I forgot you guys. Yeah. People, people turn in and out of that job every two weeks, but I think they get paid after the first week. So, well, that's a, um, and that's an, another interesting thing. I, I'm seeing more companies now, like your McDonald's and some of your fast food. If you want to, they will pay you daily. I saw, and to me, I haven't, I haven't heard of something. <coughs> I mean, the last time I heard of something like that was during the Worldwide Depression and. The nineteen, you know, in the nineteen thirties, workers were, especially in, uh, in over in Europe, workers were to, because the value of the dollar was changed, or the the value of their Which currency was changing on a daily basis, that they demanded to be paid daily because what your dollar bought today won't buy what it will buy tomorrow. I mean, we're not to that situation yet, but. Man, that that's spooky to hear. I mean, people are like, mm -hmm. you know, I saw I saw that at a McDonald's in Pittsfield, and I saw it at a Huck's gas station in Hannibal. It's like, you know, I don't, I think they call it flex pay or something like that. Pay when you want to be paid. And to me, that I guess that's a draw for some people. But man, that that. I, I I guess it wouldn't have any effect on the overhead or anything of the of the uh, of the uh, employer, but wow! And look at all the incentives that are available right now that weren't available two years ago, three years ago. I mean, United Airlines. For those that don't know, United Airlines is doing ten thousand dollars sign-on bonuses mm -hmm. for ramp. I saw that entry level. Yep. Entry level. Uh, there was jobs available in California. They're hiring here in Chicago. 10K bonus. It's ridiculous. Well, an interesting story that came up, and I'll add this as a side note because we just found about it today. We I, we had to go in for teacher work day today, and as I re, as I have reported on this podcast before, the Missouri ranks 50th among starting salary for starting teachers in 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 the United States. So the Governor Parsons last week signed a new bill into law that it looks it looks great. It looks great on paper, but it is making it, 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 it the the headline would read, you know, Missouri teachers, Missouri legislature passes where starting salary has to be $38,000. Now, that looks great on paper. And it's, they're doing that. I don't know if they're trying to pull recruits from other states or what they're trying to do. But what that is, and as we looked and we and I was talking with my boss about this today, Missouri legislators are saying, okay, we're going to, yeah, schools are going to have to pay starting teachers $38,000. Now, none of that trickles down to us veterans. It's a, and the other thing about it is it's a one-year deal and the state it's kind of like a 70 30 thing so it's and my boss thought it might have been more like 60 40 like the state pays 60 and these schools pay 40 okay so your big city schools no problem because it doesn't apply to them because if you go to a uh you know a helias or a, something there in jeff city i can't think what your schools are there in jeff city but if you go to those guys those guys are my niece teaches at camdenton she's been teaching for three years and she's already making more than what I am after 24 years of teaching. But you go to these small, poor rural districts, your Silexes, your Bloomfields, your uh, Nixa. Uh, well, Nix is not a small district. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. that's small districts in Missouri, Sean. You probably know a bunch of them, too. But you mm -hmm. go to these smaller districts, and 
the government's saying, okay, you, well, you got to tell these kids that you're going to pay them $38,000 this year, but next year you're on your own. This is a one-year deal. And so it's things like this that the government is trying to do these little, it's it, uh, it's still a lot of this this little quick fix thing. You know, that's what the minimum wage, raising the minimum wage up to $15 an hour was. Quick fix, quick fix, quick fix. And yeah. we're seeing we're seeing the backlog of this. And I mean, minimum wage, the, the $15 minimum wage thing is not that old. And well, we hate to sound like a broken record here, but you know, if, if I say I told you so, I told you so. I we shared a graphic on our group page the other day about uh, that I actually posted on my Facebook page. You know, raise minimum wage, and everything will go away. Well, we're seeing it now. We're seeing people who are, and I still think people are holding out for more money. Okay, so if they're going to pay minimum wage at this fifteen dollar an hour job. What are they going to pay at a factory? What are they're expecting fifteen dollars an hour at McDonald's? Well, heck, if I'm going to go work on your assembly line, I expect twenty, twenty-one dollars an hour. Well, then you get your union carpenter, and those guys bust their butts. They bust their chops, you know. And prevailing wages, I'm sure, probably twenty-five to thirty dollars now. It has to. Prevailing wage has to be that for those guys. And then you get the rest of us in who are contracted, like myself, you know, and my wife. Well, we might see price of living increases, but I mean, like right now, we've we've been out to eat one time, and we and we used to go out. We used to go out every weekend on Friday night or Saturday night. We'd go out to eat, and now we can't afford to do that because. You know, four, 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 fifteen gas, or for you guys, four thirty-five gas, or you know, and the price of groceries. I told you guys the stories about groceries going up. And what I think is really sad about this is, you, your generation, your generation, your generation, and millennials have never. I mean, you may have experienced, you guys experienced this in your teenage years when we went through the recession in 2008 and 2009. But as adults, you've never experienced anything like this. And what's going to, and this, this is going to be a thing that's going to get even bigger because people want to maintain their status quo. And so they will continue to try, they'll try to spend the way that they've always spent, go out, go out to the movies, go out to, go out to eat, go do this, buy this many groceries, buy that many groceries. And I mean, they may start dipping more into their savings or even worse, go with a credit card, whatever. And I, I think you'll see a big increase in that. Exactly. And so then we start seeing these, you know, we're already seeing the, you know, the housing market is, you know, still relatively strong, but you're seeing sales start to, not, and I don't want to say drop off, but you're still seeing, I mean, you're seeing decline throughout the industry. What did I read? Uh, so the S and P now, Travis is, was it now three, three weeks in a row now that it has been in the negative? Is that, did I read that correctly? Was it Friday, Friday or Saturday? I read the headline that said the S and P has not had a game day in three weeks, which is the longest in the history of that market. And I know so, it had like one of its worst performing months in like 14, 20, 30, wanna, something like it's that. 14 or it's down 14 to 18%, something like that is what I read. And in our circles, we call, you know, historians, we call that, it, we, you know, some people call it a correction. You know, they, they use the term correction that the market has, you know, overinflated itself. And this is just things getting back in, but. You know, when we take all of these things into consideration, I mean, and because of the 24-hour news cycle, people are now, go back to our thing about fear porn. So now people are now are back in this cycle of, oh my gosh, what do we got to do? And uh, on, I shared something in one of my, uh, one of my students' uh, grandparents, depression-era lady said, hey, cut back, start planting your own garden. Uh Stop going out as much. And, yeah. and then her son, her, her grandson, well, grandma, we just, and he responded on my Facebook post. Well, that's kind of hard to do. I'm, no, 
No, it isn't. I think people get used to such a certain, at a certain, where we get to a certain level where we think, man, I've got to go out and eat, man. This, I haven't been to the Mexican restaurant or the Chinese restaurant or the Italian place in forever, man. We need to go. We, okay. I can, and I'm not saying this to, to brag, but the last, our last two months on our paycheck has been tight. You know, mm. we, we haven't, we haven't had the money to go out. We haven't had the money, you know, I, I hate to say this, but I used a credit card so we, so we could take my wife out to the movies for Mother's Day, and we hate using our credit card. But I was like, we're going to celebrate this. We're going to celebrate Mother's Day. If we have to dip into credit to do it, we're going to do it. But, I mean, like you, like you said, we said it a while ago, Travis, I think it's going to be a dangerous, you know, a dangerous trend that's going to start to occur. Well, I know I've talked to folks before. I've seen people kind of talk about like, they, I, I think the idea of like buying groceries is super scary. Like eating healthy or eating or like buying groceries and budgeting groceries out. It's, it can seem intimidating if you've never done it before, but th the constant argument that I get is people like, oh, well, you know, I could load up 60, you know, $60 in a cart and that won't feed me for two days. Like, <laughs> you know, if I, if I went to Taco Bell or if I went to McDonald's, like I can get a number one and a number two for me and my husband and mm. I'll spend $13 and that's cheap. It's not like, anymore. They, and I'm just like, you're not because what you're putting in your cart isn't, you know, like, you're you're looking at it of like oh my god i'm buying all this food at one time and that's i'm throwing 70 dollars away i'm throwing 60 dollars away but if you shop correctly and you you plan it out that food lasts you the whole week it doesn't last you just two days and and people aren't and people aren't used to that either of actually eating leftovers or eating the same thing twice yeah. you know two days in a row mm -hmm. or you know mm -hmm. like what you have for dinner the leftovers you have for lunch the next day people are like oh god no 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 and if again not to but you run into people that are picky eaters and that don't like i only eat this certain kind of thing or this certain kind of thing or like i know people that legitimately eat out fast food every single day i don't see they can afford every that. single I day see, i can't see how people afford that because the you know there's still you can get two cheeseburgers off the dollar menu and you know a, a large soda for less for five bucks and you do that for it's breakfast, the, lunch, and dinner. It killed me that it's I was. Same. I, I'm sorry, Travis. Go ahead. I was just gonna make a smart ass comment. It's the same people that drive diesel trucks to work every day, and yet they don't haul anything. <laughs> you blow, know, blow that thing. black smoke, baby. Let me tell yeah. you, that's a thing that that I noticed like in, and they talk about this in Europe. They talk about this. America is one of the few countries that we like have these oversized trucks that you don't see you, that. You, like you don't see that anywhere else in the world. Maybe just, it, we have these, maybe some place in central and South America just to get around in the terrain. Yeah. But that's, I mean, those, those are actual tactical. They trucks use them for what they're for. Right. Like, not for sure. Who needs, you know, uh, a Hemi, you know, rolling down, you know, US 4060, uh, just to, again, to haul nothing or like, oh, I can, you know, move stuff when I need it. I'd rather, and it's like, you could do the same, you can haul the same shit in an S10. Right. You, you literally right. can haul the same thing in, in a Toyota, like all these smaller trucks that get way better gas mileage that will last you longer and still and, have four wheel drive. And you're it, still, it blows my mind. And you're paying. So the new, and of course, I I love I love the new. I'm a I've been a converted Dodge fan, and the new, but the new, and you have to wait for it for six months. But the new 2022 Dodge Ram 1500, equipped similarly to what I have. I I mean I've got a few of the bells and whistles on my truck. Eighty thousand dollars. That's how much I paid for my 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 house in Pittsfield. I mean that. This that's not a that's not even a tricked out vehicle. You're talking basic Joe. You know you've got the satellite radio, you've got the touchscreen, and you might have you know GPS. Eighty thousand dollars, and 
what's bad is that there are fools who are lining up to do that. And again, go back to, it's the same concept of, is somebody going to eat leftovers or, oh no, I've got to, I've got to have brand new, brand new vehicle every time. Where, where's, I think that's, that's part of feeding the problem though. If you, Mm -hmm. if you have to have, and you mentioned going out to, you know, I, we, I, I swung through McDonald's the other night and I forgot we had, oh, it was, uh, it was, uh, last week we had last Tuesday night, we had our, the kids, uh, uh, spring concert. And I, I said, I'll just roll through McDonald's and it killed me. And we didn't buy anything. I mean, I bought four extra value meals, a double quarter pounder for me, a quarter pounder for my wife and, uh, my, my kid, Briley had a cheeseburger and fries and a and a small or a medium shake and Bryson had a 10 piece chicken nugget meal forty one dollars holy shit forty and oh, I was I'm like I, and I and I, I McDonald's uh, well but I just I I was like is and it and it kind of shocked me I mean we used to live when I lived in Pittsfield we lived three blocks from McDonald's and that was just, it was nothing for us just to hey Let's go down to McDonald's and drop, you know, 25 bucks. And I, I was like, wow, 25. But when you, and I, and I'm sure there are those people who eat out every day, but I think that, I think that people need, if we went through another depression today, if we said, okay, we're going to have the market and I mean, there are a lot of safeguards that keep this from happening, but if the market bottoms out, we see mass unemployment people are not going to respond the same way they did back in 1929. I mean, absolutely not rioting, looting in the streets, protests, you know, we have social media now too, and that's only going to feel. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we, you know, are your neighbors going to come to your aid? Are you going to help pay something off or do something productive? I, I, I don't think people know how to survive. You know, I mean, when, when, I mean, if I, I haven't planted a garden in three years, but it wouldn't take me anything to till out a spot in my backyard, plant corn, tomatoes, and potatoes. And I mean, hey, if I have to survive off of three, I can do it, you know, but there's some people who just could not survive. Go back to what you're saying, Sean, who couldn't survive without. I've got to have this certain food. I've got to eat this certain way. I've got to drink. Man, if you have a soda shortage, there's going to be, we might actually see our nation's obesity rate go down. That would look like a zombie apocalypse (laughs) of people piling over one another, like like just (laughs) just, of just pure anger and caffeine and sugar addiction, just rushing in. You just see a pallet. Coming down with a parachute, you just see people climbing over one another to get their hands on that shit. Oh my gosh. Apex Legends comes to life. Oh my gosh. It's, you know, I, again, it's, it's weird. I'm, I'm actually intrigued as nervous as I am for this move and for things like this. I'm interested to see kind of like what it actually looks like out there. Like we're going to be living in the thresh of West Hollywood, like downtown Mm -hmm. Downtown LA, not you know, big skyscraper downtown LA, but um, where you know we're 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 packed in when when you when you see or hear about the the nonsense that goes on out there, like that's where we're at. And so, I'm actually interested to see what it kind of looks like. Like, but here, you know, here's the thing: is like you you know, you always hear about how bad it is, how bad it is. But I, I still have friends that live out there. I know people that have lived there for thirty something years, and they're still doing just fine. So, you know, it makes me think of like when we're here, like in, you know, Missouri and like small town, like it it seems like it's so bad, but we, you know, you really don't know until you're kind of there kind of thing. And you have this perception of what it is or until you're actually there to figure it out. Like I'm excited. We're going to be really close to a Trader Joe's and I haven't been close to a Trader Joe's in Mm -hmm. three, three years now. So I'm super excited because I love love trader joe's and i'm oh. so excited to be within walking distance to one so well so what is the once you can you do you feel comfortable sharing what you shared on facebook earlier tonight about the moving costs and all that stuff yeah i mean so that's like that's another thing is moving cost is ridiculous like 
And it's actually crazy. I've had four people message me now that have legitimately just been like, sell everything you have and just buy new stuff when you get over yep. there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I had people comment it and then I had people message it to me and like, we're not in a position where we can do that. Um, but like we, you know, we have boxes, but like we're, we're trying to, you know, get rid of our van because van out there is like gas out there is just crazy. Um, but we're downsizing, you know, we, we, we have a large two bedroom apartment that you, people could argue could like hold enough for like a three bedroom, but like our living room furniture, we're getting rid of, we're getting rid of so much stuff. And even still like the 16, you know, foot moving van, like I'm not joking to move it just with, just with the cost of the van. Um, I'll have to pay for a dolly to to pull my car because Mm -hmm. it's cheaper to To pull pull the car opposed to drive it and pay the gas. Um, the, the insurance, because God forbid something happens to where, but the insurance alone for this trip is ridiculous, but we're looking at a total cost before gas of around between 13 to $1,600. That's to move. And, and it's crazy. That is, that is crazy to me. Like how, all, all the money we put aside just to move. That doesn't include, you know, like <laughs> the deposit, the first month's rent, activated all the utilities, this, that, or the other, getting internet set up. Like, I don't even know what internet's looking like out there. I'm considering T-Mobile, here's a free plug for them. They have a... Yeah, they got a good a, deal going right now. They've got a good deal for like uh, 5G unlimited, mm-hmm. completely unlimited hotspot for like 50 bucks a month. You but can. being military, yeah. I'll get a discount on that. So it's like, that's almost worth it. To because, I mean, for my job, I'll have my office and use the office internet. Um, but like at home, we watch Netflix. I don't even play video games, and we do the show and this a uh, five uh, G streaming box for you know forty bucks a month would be just perfect mm-hmm. for for all we need, as opposed to setting up the, the landline internet that could be God knows how much. And see, and I don't, and I, I, I respect you for that because I think you are, you're already, you know, there people who are looking four and five steps ahead, those people are few and far between anymore, especially with the generation that's in education right now is in high school, college, people aren't looking ahead to, okay, how can I effectively plan for x situation people you know the the idea of and i think it's it's the prevailing idea is let's play this let's play this by ear let's shoot from the let's shoot from the hip and let's play this by ear and we'll see how it works out (laughs) and i know a lot of people who are living like that i had one of my friends who messaged younger friends one of my former youth who she's like fiance got laid off today and rent is due at the end of the week for $1,600. Okay. Do you have an emergency backup fund? Now, a lot of us can't say that we do. I mean, my wife takes out some, we have some in our, in her credit union through her work that, you know, if we need to, and it's purposely, it's over in Springfield. So it's not, it's not like we have direct access to it. We have to really gauge it out and say, okay, this is an emergency. We need to drive to Springfield, draw that money out. So it's not there to tempt us just to burn it whenever we need it. And I I, I don't think people look far ahead and do like you're saying, Sean. You know, okay, I've got to look at, I mean, yeah, there's going to be a lot of things. I mean, I looked at the same thing last July when I moved in here. I was like, thank goodness we made a little bit of profit off the sale of our house because I wouldn't, I would have had a heck of a time getting electricity, mm-hmm. getting internet, getting water, getting light, you know, getting everything turned on. Because everything, of course, has, you know, an activation fee, even though you're right. going to be paying for it forever. They're, right. You know, oh, we got to pay this. Deposit fee fee and, and everything else in between. Uh, and, like, for us, like, and that's a good thing. Like, Tony has, uh, for me, like, seriously been the, the best partner and, and rock through all this because she understands, like, hey, when we first get out there, like, just to play it safe, I'm going to have three jobs. Like, cause we don't know what it, what it's going to look like out there. Like it's let's get the ball rolling right away until the dust settles. And then when, when we've caught up and, and everything's good, then that's when, that's when the dust settles and things roll. Like, 
you know, we, uh, we, we know it's, it's, we'd rather do that and be like, Oh crap, we didn't need to do that, but we did it as opposed to like going out to the other side of the continent and just finding out like, Oh, there's, we just got hit from left field with this. And then we struck out here and then this, that, this, that, this thing comes in. So it's, this is, you know, we're, we're definitely doing what we can to be overprepared, which I'm, I'm super, super grateful for. And, and my, my new boss and, and my new job has been extremely um, generous and, and helpful and, That's and all great. that stuff too. So it's so, as nervous as I am, they've made it a lot better. So let's look, let's look just for the last few minutes that we have here. Let's look long-term. Let's look long-term and play a little game of what if. Okay, so what what's best in your guys' eyes? What is best case scenario and what is worst case scenario with our economic with the with the with the economy with things like they are right now? I mean, even if these shortages play out like they say they're going to play out, what's our best case versus worst case scenario? Just supply chain, or are we talking every just the whole the whole yeah the whole shooting match? I mean, economically, I think worst case scenario recession or even depression, just because of all the stuff that's going on with the overspending, the overprinting, and all that kind of stuff, and then our our inflation. Best case scenario, Jerome Powell's right, and we get a soft landing with these interest rate hikes, and we can get things back on track in our economy. Um, unfortunately, I don't see that being likely, but I'm not here to spread, spread fear porn either. <laughs> um, but yeah, people should have emergency funds and be prepared for every scenario. As far as supply chain issues, I don't know. I mean, we're already seeing the military being activated to try to fix the infant formula shortage. It's going to take, I don't know, if things get worse, I see it becoming a real worldwide effort. I don't even know. I don't even know if you say that. This eventually becomes who gets more, who gets the most. Maybe it becomes a struggle between countries to get certain supplies. I don't know what the supply issue looks like, to be honest. Yeah, I would say if you are an individual that lives in a rural community, um, definitely do the things that we kind of talked about. Like I, I hate, you know, go back to the financial mindset of, you know, the 1930s and, and post world war two of, if you have access to, you know, grow your own food, do it. Even if that saves you 30 bucks a week, that saves you bucks. 30 bucks a week mm-hmm. you know, little, little things like that. Just finding out what you can do for yourself. Like, and, and like Travis said, and, and I, unless you have access, like legitimate access I, and others might disagree with me on this, but like right now, if, if it, things are tight for you, don't worry about buying these dips in the crypto market. Okay. Yep, like yep. don't, unless you're like really not worried about it. If you have money that you can put away or resources that you can put away that, you know, like, Hey, I have this be careful because the dips oh, that we're to- seeing could continue <laughs> to dip further. Um, mm-hmm. And we don't know if, and when some of these are going to come back. Um, so, just be, be careful. Do that kind of thing sparingly. I know there's like a lot of people like, oh, do this, do this, but do it, do it sparingly. If you, if you can, cool, go for it. If you're like, hey, I can't really afford to lose 50 bucks, but it's getting cheaper and it might come back next week, like, don't do it. Um, well, if I could, you know, I, I think, and, I, you know, my, my 10 cents worth on this is, and I've, I've kind of already put on this already. I'm I'm definitely with you, Sean. We as Americans, number one, I think that we have to start thinking differently as consumers, as investors, as just overall people. 
we need to start looking at things differently. Number one thing, and, and you pointed it out too, is not to have a freak out. It's really easy to do right now to have a freak out, to say, dear God, what's going to happen now? And why, you know, let's look at where we need to cut back on. And, you know, I, I feel I feel for these people who have to decide between, okay, am I going to let the water get shut off and I'll just, uh, you know, I'll, I'll use bottled water to prepare food with and or, you know, I'll take showers in, you know, at company bathroom or whatever, you know, or am I, I, I feel for those people, but we really do need to change mindset. We need to think of a different way of how to approach the problem other than just, okay, let's continue to spend and go at the way things currently are. And some of those things are just going to be, okay, you're going to have to do without for a while. And we were talking, you know, in our, in our group chat today, he's like, man, thank goodness for the mothers who, who are breastfeeding. Well, you know, there's still those kids who need certain nutrients that they don't get from breast milk. And so, you know, obviously hoarding isn't the answer. Okay. By hoarding it, you're saying, okay, I'm just going to, okay. You, that's, that continues to contribute to the problem because when you <coughs> hoard, you're causing a shortage in the market. You're, you're, you're part of, you're not part of the solution. It, it may be a solution for yourself, but it is, it, but it also is, it's, it's tough on the, on the group as a whole, as the consumers as a whole. And our friend Colby Coleman just said, it's tough to have an emergency fund. It is tough to have an emergency fund. And those of us, and I, and I know Colby's in a, in an education household that it is, you know, it is hard to, you know, put aside for that, you know, and people like, you know, I actively give to my church. That's, and that's the last aspect I want to cover. Don't stop looking for others who are in need. You know, this whole thing of, I'm going to look out for number one. Well, who's number one? I'm number one. You know, I continue to give to my church. Why? Because first of all, my belief states that I, I should do this. This is something I need to do. But I know, I know, I mean, at any time I can go to our church and say, hey, show me where our money's being spent at. And they can say, okay, here's your, here's where it's being spent. I know where it's being spent at. If I see, if you see somebody who's in need, even if... Even if it's at the gas pumper, you see somebody who's stuck on that, man, I'm out of gas. These are the people you still need to look to help because some, some of these people, you know, the reason why they're out of gas on the side of the road, cause they can't afford to put. And so they're going to call one of their buddies or whatever and say, I'm, Hey, I need some help. Continue to look at those people who are in need as well. It's easy for us to look inward and forego the problem that's outward in front of us. So that's the other thing. Don't forget the people around you who are also, you know, we think that we have it rough, but when you look at us versus the rest of our world, our poverty level, this is, this is a wake-up call, too, that we really need to be aware of how well off we are. Even at our poverty level, some of well, a large percentage of third world countries can't even touch our poverty level. I mean, they're so far below our poverty level that to them in their country, our poverty level would be living like a prince. So these are things that I think that we should take into consideration. 100%. I agree. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you as well. Yeah. So I... Kind of, kind of went where we wanted to go tonight, but I also think that it, you know, we didn't get to talk about monkeypox, but again, that's also fear porn, folks. China. Folks, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see how that, how that, we'll talk of those get. Yeah, we'll week. definitely look. It will. We're we're watching the China, you know, the the Joe Biden China statement with eager anticipation how he can how how much further his foot can go into his mouth. So, go Joe. <laughs> well. Ladies and gentlemen, again, everyone, thank you all so much for listening. Hopefully some luck comes our way and, and things get a bit cheaper and more available. Well, fingers crossed. And, and again, we can't wait for you guys to join us. Make sure, uh, I, I say it every single week, be a friend, tell a friend, 
make sure you you let people know about us um and we'll definitely have some good things rolling we'll definitely have a good guest on here before too long and we'll continue to bring you the best show that we possibly can and any kind of updates as things come out uh, i know uh we have been talking there is going to get a uh, we're going to have a couple weeks here where we might have a week off just depending on vacations and things stacking up and the move and everything like that. But again, we will keep you guys posted uh, as, as we do our best to make sure that everything transitions smoothly for the voice of reason. And uh, again, catch us wherever you catch us, whether it's Spotify, Apple podcast, uh, the list goes on and on. I, 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 yeah, I'm not even going to try to continue to ramble on. But, you know where to get uh, us before we, You know, uh, gentlemen, is there anything uh, you guys would like to add before we leave? Thank you, guys. Uh, always great. My best part of my week starts on Monday with my two buddies and uh, my our friends out there in Spotify and YouTube land. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. Yep, we'll talk to you guys next week. We'll see you.